and welcome to UX Shortcast. Every day, I handpick the hottest articles from the last 24 hours to bring you the coolest and most exciting updates. Get ready for a quick yet catchy snapshot of what's new and buzzing in user experience. Ready to get inspired? Let's jump in. Today, on February 21st, I have the pleasure of inviting you to another episode of UX Shortcast. Nicole Gallardo penned an article titled, The Controversial Role of Proxies in Product Design, and it's a real head-scratcher for those of us in the UX game. Imagine using a GPS to get everywhere. You stop noticing the world around you. That's what proxies do in design. They're shortcuts, like tools or metrics we use to figure out what users want without truly getting the full picture of their individual needs. These proxies can be a big help. They make us feel like we understand our users, help us test if our products work, guide our design choices, and let us work together better. But just like anything else, too much of a good thing ain't great. If we lean on these proxies too much, we might miss out on the real gold, what our users genuinely need and how they actually act. So, the key is to use them wisely and not let them replace the real deal. In Why is the Universe Font All Over China? By Fo Ising, the focus is on the widespread use of the universe typeface in Chinese advertising, particularly in rural areas. The author shares personal experiences from a family trip to China, Noticing how the universe font is prevalent in local restaurant signage and tissue box packaging, despite the text often being stretched to the point of nearly being unreadable. The article suggests that while the West has been busy updating Helvetica, China has embraced Univer for its various printing needs. The author's observations are set against the backdrop of a vibrant, loud, and hospitality-rich Chinese culture, as experienced through family and food. In Beyond Numbers, Proving the Value of Designers By Ida Person, the big idea is that design isn't just about the hard facts and figures. Person argues that while business folks love their data, design's true power comes from its emotional impact, which can't always be summed up in numbers. Take, for instance, when you're at the doc's office and they ask you to rate your pain on a scale, that number doesn't always capture the whole story of what you're feeling. Person says stories and human connections are what really stick with us and make a difference, not just the clicks and views something gets online. So, while resumes and business might focus on metrics, the true value of design work often lies in those unmeasurable, creative, and emotional aspects that resonate with people on a deeper level. The piece, Seven Custom GPTs for Product Designers from UX Planet, is a handy guide for folks in product design. It's like a toolbox for making your design work a breeze. First up, there's a tool called Canva that helps whip up graphics like Instagram posts, but it's pretty basic and just a shortcut to the main Canva site. Then there's Designer GPT, which builds simple web pages for you, but you might need to tweak them to get them looking just right. Logo Creator is another one, and it's for making logos. It asks you some questions and then churns out a design. Grimoire is a bit like a wizard that writes code for websites or surveys, and it's pretty straightforward to use. Consensus digs up research papers for you so you don't have to. Negotiator is like a training buddy that helps you get better at making deals or convincing people. Lastly, Convert Anything is a no-fuss tool that changes file formats, like turning pictures into PDFs. 
The article says these tools should help designers save time and do better work. Plus, there's a shout out to UXL for learning more about UX design with a nice discount on their courses. In Smooth Sailing or Stormy Seas, Navigating Customer Experience Pain Points with a Smile. By Bhagavath Mohan, we dive into the rough patches businesses face when dealing with customers. Picture it like fishing. You want a good catch, but sometimes the fish ain't biting because the bait ain't right. First off, we got interaction level issues. That's like when you call for help, but you're left on hold forever. Or the website's as slow as molasses. It's annoying, right? Businesses need to fix this by being quick and clear. Then there's the whole journey, from the moment you spot a product to buying it. If the process feels like a maze or it's just plain impersonal, you're likely to bail. Companies gotta make this smooth and make you feel special. Finally, the big picture stuff, the relationship level. If a company's shifty, not clear about costs, or just doesn't seem to care after they've got your cash, trust goes overboard. They need to be straight shooters and have your back. So bottom line from Mohan's piece, businesses gotta tackle these headaches at every step to keep you happy and coming back. It's all about making sure the customer sales smoothly from start to finish. In OKR in Product Design by Nick Babich, the main idea is that setting clear goals is crucial for any team, especially in product design. OKRs, which stand for Objectives and Key Results, are a way to set these goals. Objectives are the big targets you're aiming for. Key results are the numbers that show you're getting there. And initiatives are the specific steps you'll take. Babich suggests not to bite off more than you can chew. Focus on a few important goals. Make sure everyone knows why they're important and keep track of progress. It's like having a clear roadmap for success, making sure everyone's on the same page and checking milestones along the way. Thank you for listening, and I invite you to another dose of knowledge tomorrow.